Hey, thanks for dropping by the podcast page. Here's my full conversation with men's golf coach Steve Bradley. Sat down at the USF Golf Center on Tuesday afternoon. Beautiful day, by the way. Too bad there's no golf to be played on the horizon because the Bulls are rolling right now as they ended up the fall with another win coming off last week where, as we talked about on the show, they would have destroyed Stetson if Sam Nicholson had been in the starting lineup. He won as an individual. We get into that. But then Nicholson was in the starting lineup this week over in Vero Beach and ended up bringing the Bulls home a victory with the best score in their final round Monday of 5-under-67 as they edged Toledo 38-under to 37-under. And if you're wondering, there's some pretty highly ranked teams that actually shot over par and close to par, but the Bulls and Toledo were kind of far and away. It was a 10-shot drop-off to Indiana in third place, the two frontrunners in this one. And at the very top of the individual leaderboard was Brock Healy, one of the transfers we speak about. Healy went 68, 66, 69 for a 13-under total. Again, medalist honors. One shot back was Jake Peacock, who finished at 12-under par, 66, 66, and then an even par, 72. Rounding out the team score was Cooper Smith. Here is the head coach on all of that and more with the Bulls. A couple of decent results for the men's golf team. with the architect of the uh, men's golf program, Steve Bradley. First of all, it all started, or actually did it start a little bit the week before you, you guys won. Let's go back to that. Yeah, I actually think um, dating back to Chicago when we played Northwestern's event at the Wyndon, um, we saw a lot of encouraging signs there. Um, weather was a little rainy, a um, little cool, the guys um, – you know, really battled the entire tournament. Uh, that final round, we came out and, and it was pretty close going into that final round and um, had a chance to either kind of finish fourth or could have finished seventh or eighth. Right. And uh, and they came out um, came out really solid and ended up finishing fourth that event. So I think that gave us some some momentum and some positiveness. And then um, obviously with us coming to our home event, of course we were familiar with. Um, sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes that adds a little extra pressure. And uh, and we played that first round like it added extra pressure. Uh, and <laughs> that's what not, people don't realize. Right, you right. guys were one over in the first round. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a rough start for us, but you know, on the thirty six whole day, sometimes you know, you, if you don't play well that first round, sometimes you don't play well in the afternoon round. There is no meeting. You know, it's consecutive. They're eating a box lunch on the go. There is no huddling or anything like that. So it's You just, should have given yourself some credit for in between. No, no, no. <laughs> that might have been Coach Caldwell. He might have had a stern talking to a couple of the guys. But, um, but yeah, it, it, and I really think that afternoon round was huge for us, um, not only for, for what that did for us in that respective tournament, but, um, you know, going the final day, wind blew, horse played a lot harder uh, the final round of USF. Uh, invitational and and they held on they had a big lead or a six shot lead with a couple to play and we kind of backed up a little bit um and I think that we felt even though it was a uh, a co-win I think it left a little bit of a bad taste in our mouth and hmm. that um we felt like we should have won that outright and um you know we take Shuby out of the lineup Sam won individual uh as an individual and um, and he obviously continued his pretty solid play. He was low round for us on the final round of, of the Quail Valley uh, Collegiate, um, being low round on the golf course that day as well at 67. Um, so, you know, it just, I mean, a lot of really good things over these last probably three to four weeks or so to, to end the fall season. So uh, very, very encouraged with where we are. 
So explain to people that probably want to know the answer. I know the answer, but explain to people. Sam Nicholson won individually. He was not in your starting lineup. Yeah. You, it's not like a basketball game. Yeah, yeah. You can't put him in after the first round. Right. So we we have times at, um, in different tournaments where we can bring an individual. doesn't compete on the team, competes unattached, but they are still getting tournament experience, playing um, against everybody in the field individually. And um, we did it in Tennessee. Um, Nino played as an individual. Um, and he was uh, second low for us, uh, would have been out of the six. Um, Shuby played as an individual um, in, uh, in Chicago mm-hmm. and uh, was not the high man, and he beat a couple guys on the team. And then for our home event, we played three different individuals, Sam, Wilhelm, and, uh, and Chase. And Sam, um, you know, played great and, and had his first career uh, collegiate victory. So uh, it does – allow these guys to travel which is really kind of the fun thing um get to know you know the team meals the travel i mean that's where the fun happens for for our sport and and do those kind of bonding experiences and and um you know so for sam to be able to win individual certainly earned himself a spot in in this uh thing at quail and and certainly back that up that he was deserving of it uh, and a guy like that, I saw you mentioned after the victory that, you know, he's always kind of had it in him. But that was his first career victory. Mm-hmm. So uh, does that? we brought in so many transfers that we're going to get to. But right. for a guy like that that stuck around, doesn't that mean a lot to you? It, it does. And I, and I think for Sam, um, you know, going into this year with him being a, a fifth-year guy, you know, he's the last of our COVIDs uh, holdovers. Um, I think he came in and kind of thought that he was going to be in the top five and and kind of got beat up a little bit in qualifying and had a little bit of a shoulder injury as he kind of went into that second tournament. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think for him, he kind of kind of go out and prove himself again. And like I said, he's had the ability. He just has not been consistent on a pretty regular basis. And to shoot the scores of the 63s and 64s and the 66s that he's kind of done here over the last – three weeks or so um it's been pretty impressive to see and certainly happy and and um he is kind of the the key for us when he plays well we play well if you look back even to when Albin was here and we made that NCAA uh run Sam was low force at regionals wow and so when he plays well and that third fourth guy fifth guy can can turn it on um we got a, we got a pretty good team well, it's turning on right now because your scores are ridiculous in relation to par. And there were some teams ranked ahead of you, uh, teams that are top 100 types that were shooting over par at this event, yeah. and you guys just tear it up. So uh, what has it just been? You're making everything yeah. uh, outside of just playing well in general? It, it, um, you know, when, when you're doing your schedule, I don't know how it works in other sports, but, you know, it's kind of um, you're trying to set really good golf courses, um, with good fields, and then sometimes you can overthink it and maybe try to go and move the schedule around a little too much. Obviously, we play um, bent grass in some tournaments. We play out west for different time zones on different grass. We're playing down south, which we're familiar with the heat and the Bermuda. Um, so with this tournament, it's been a staple for us since 2017. Um, so this is the second time we've won it. We've also finished runner-up twice and lost by a shot. So We've played pretty solid at this event, whether the golf course just sets up well for us or whatever the reason is, um, we've, we've played pretty solid. So the guys just, when we talk about going into it, as, as simple as it sounds, you know, just trying to play the par fives a couple under par, play the par threes, maybe one over par, because the par threes are pretty difficult out there, and then play the par fours a couple under par, and that ends up to 68. Everyone shoots 68. <laughs> At 16 under, next thing you know, it's 48 under, and you've won a golf tournament. Now, it sounds a lot easier than it is, right. but 
it kind of if you look at how that goes it's kind of the way it is and so um yeah the guys never let up and uh and even in that final round when you know things were kind of going Toledo had got off to a good start um and our guys just focused on what they were doing and um and at the end I mean you're like all right did we win did we not right. we, we the scoring thing was it was play entry so it was all messed up we didn't have a clue what was going on so it took a little while so it was a little anticlimactic with it all but uh-huh. um but certainly uh an awesome feeling for these guys to to get back-to-back victories head into the off season with some with a lot of confidence in what they're doing and um it tastes a lot better this time than it did 12 months ago that's for sure well it's not like hitting a shot at the buzzer or kicking a wind and field goal so you didn't know right but it's still like you say it feels good right. uh we, we alluded to the transfers jake been here a couple of years mm-hmm. also cooper who's mm-hmm. from around here in brock obviously they've kind of worked out and they're clicking now yeah yeah it's been um you know i kind of start individually uh, brock was our first commit of these transfers this past year he's a, gra- a grad transfer from Kennedy. Kennesaw um, and had a, had a solid career at Kennesaw, knew a little bit what he was capable of. Um, he had won an event um, before he'd come to USF, uh, the First Coast AM this past January, mm-hmm. and came here and was, you know, it took him a little while to get situated with everything. I think we are his third different coach in college, um, so kind of get used to our system, a little bit more structure with what's going on. Um, but he's certainly uh, kind of come into his own here and uh, and produced some pretty good scores. I think he only made four bogeys over the entire 54 holes, um, played really well, uh, obviously, and uh, for him to get that victory was was fun. So he, he's got a little nickname called Nails, and I, and, and, and I refuse to call him Nails. And I said, you win. I mean, I told him this a couple months ago. Said, you win, I'll call you Nails. And, of course, at the end, the guy's like, you know what this means. And yes. So he uh, he is now going to be known as Nails when I when I refer to Brock, but uh, but no he he he's been um, you know trending in the right direction, played well at our home event. Jake's been here for a couple years um, and is just uh, um, a great putter, uh, hits the ball pretty good ways. Um, you know when his confidence is high, he's he's pretty competitive and he's pretty good. So um, he's clearly been on that track and and you know was low for us, I believe at, at Tennessee. Um, and then uh, played played pretty well. Had a chance to win at USF, and then uh, obviously had a chance to win and finished a, a shot out this past week at Quail. But um, but he's been playing really solid. Does he have a, a hidden nickname that you refuse to say, like uh, Clutch I, or well, Money I, or something like that? I, I will I will not say what his nickname is, but you can kind of deduce maybe from what his last name is uh, <laughs> what what his name is. But um, just did it, yeah. And then, um, and then Cooper, uh, we got really fortunate with Cooper in that, um, you know, this was kind of a summer transfer for, for Cooper, and he's from Tampa. So right. um, for him to get a chance to kind of come back home, um, he has played pretty solid here the last couple of events as well. Um, drives the ball really well, hits the ball a long ways. Um, still got some growth he can do in a short game and improvement there, and when he does, um, you know, we're, we're excited about what that means for him in the spring and for next year as well. Well, I mean, the spring is next. So obviously, you know, when you have a big win, you want to get back out there. So you really can't. What do you do? Is, when is the offseason official? Yeah, so it's official now. So we get into the eight hours a week of what we can do with them. So we're going to uh, increase workouts from two days a week to three days a week. And then we'll have a couple practice uh, practices. But um, I think they want to – I think you need to be competitive in in everything you do, whether it's in the classroom, on the golf course. We've talked about that. We've got a ping pong table out here, and it gets a little rowdy. (laughs) And so now we've got this – I think we're going to kind of do these Olympics of some sort. So we've got a basketball. We're going to play some inter-squad basketball on Thursday morning, which will be atrocious, but it'll be cardio and it'll be fun. 
So if somebody rolls an ankle, it won't be that big of a deal. Yeah, they'll have new nicknames. We're going to have... Slippy. Yeah, exactly. We're going to have a wiffle ball. We're going to play paddle paddle tennis. Wow. Um, so we got all kinds of different things that, that we're going to do to uh, to have a little fun with these guys and keep the competitive spirits. But, um, but yeah, obviously we'll do some work. They'll play in an individual tournament or two between now and in February because they got about five months between competitions yeah. for USF, which is kind of crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah, they'll we'll do some things. They'll do some things on their own, and then um, we'll get ready in the spring. We'll try and keep them healthy through all that. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it.